Today's podcast is brought to you by Audible. Get a free audiobook download and a 30-day free trial at audibletrial.com slash spookshow. Over 180,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player. Inside the junk hole. Oh my goodness. Well, sometimes that is better. It just tastes so damn good. Stargrove. Wolfman's got Nars. Killer mommy. <laughs> Here's Johnny. Thou art the one. Slap. Star Child. What the hell did we just watch? The All American Spook Show Podcast. Hello and welcome to yet another edition of the All American Spook Show Horror Podcast. As always, I'm Josh and I'm joined here with Donnie. Hey. And the Professor Smoke. What's up, ghoulies? And Will couldn't be with us. He's on assignment. But uh, we have a special Spook Show Spotlight episode in store today. We're going to be talking... Uh, we're getting into October, the October mood a little bit early. So we're going to be talking about the origins of Halloween. Basically, kind of, you know, where, where did they... Where, where does the term Halloween come from? The or, You know, the ancient origins of it. You know, all the way through the Celtic background. Um, all these other things. And, and then we'll be talking about you know, the use of it like an early film, television, stuff like that, leading us all the way at least up till, uh, you know, we've kind of decided like our stopping point of talking about these things will be around the time that John Carpenter's Halloween came out. Sit down and buckle up for about the next 30 or 40 minutes while we kind of go through the history of and origins of Halloween. Now, before we dive into it and I kind of turn it over to smoke you know because he's going to kind of be the masters of ceremonies here you know as far as like he's got a lot of the information and you know we'll be going through the history of it and all that i'll throw out that you can contact us or email us or anything like usual at allamericanspookshow at gmail.com you can find us on twitter at aa spook show we are on instagram facebook slasher uh you should easily be able to find us by searching for all american spook show on those uh social platforms and then of course we're over on youtube you can find us by searching All American Spook Show once again. And every Thursday, we have a new edition of Deadline Horror News, where we know we just talk about the latest uh, headlines and horror and everything and current events uh, in, in the world of horror and whatnot. That comes out every two or every Thursday. I'm sorry, over on YouTube. Of course, we have a T Public shop where you can go and get like logoed merchandise, shirts, mugs, other random stuff that they throw it on. We have other cool designs there, so uh, go check that out. Of course, and Obviously, we have a Patreon, patreon.com slash aaspookshow, where every Tuesday you get a new video mini-sode, and, and the main event there is the uh, new editions every week of the Library of the Professor, where Professor Smoke finds something in his library. We talk about that. It's a good time every Tuesday. Those are up guaranteed. Also, if you join Patreon um, at at least like the $5 level, you get early access to these episodes. So if you're if you're over on Patreon... You probably heard this days before anyone else did to the general public. It was, you know, you were listening to it on Patreon at least, a, you know, two, probably at least a day or two early for sure. Almost guaranteed every week. And, uh, of course, we have a monthly poll over on Patreon that we haven't really talked much about. But I'll say it here. 
this month, basically the way it works is you, you vote this month. So by the end of September, you'll be voting for an episode that we are going to do in October. Um, so we give you three choices. You go on there, decide which one you'd like to hear us, you know, talk about, watch and talk about, and uh, we'll see which one wins. This month, like I said, this is the September poll for October. This month is Trick or Treats from, I think that was 1982, right, Smoke? Yeah, I believe so. Hack o Lantern, which I'm totally blanking on when that came out, 86, 87, I believe, something like that. Uh, maybe 88. And yeah. then... And late then, 80s, late 80s. Yeah, yeah. And then the uh, the video, The Midnight Hour, which I believe that came out 88, 89, somewhere around there. So all 80s selections for this poll for this month that, you know, you go on there on patreon.com slash Show. You sign up, become a patron, then you your vote will be heard. Um, you get to cast a vote for one of those movies that we're going to be watching next month. So uh, that and so much more over on Patreon. So uh, go over to patreon.com slash Show to join for that. So um, I guess uh, with all that out of the way, Smoke, I'll kind of hand it over to you to start talking about the origins of Halloween. All right, I think we'll start. I'm going to start with a, a line from Donald Pleasant's character, Dr. Loomis, in uh, Halloween 2. The scene where they're in the school, and uh, Michael has already been there, and he's scrawled something on the chalkboard, right? A word that's spelled S-A-M-H-A-I-N. And somebody says, well, there's some kind of nonsense word on the board here. And then Dr. Loomis says, no, that's Samhain. It's a Celtic word. It means Lord of the Dead. The end of summer. The Festival of Samhain, October 31st. There's a nod, a direct nod in contemporary Halloween movies to what many consider to be, I guess, the beginning of some of the customs of Halloween that date all the way back to the ancient Celtic times. So. But before we get to that, I figure we'll talk a little bit about maybe what what the word Halloween means or where that word itself came from. That will have to move ahead a little bit into Christian times, and then we'll go back and pick up some of that uh, Celtic origin stuff. So, yeah, the, the name All Hallows' Eve derived from the Christian feast of uh, All Hallows' Day which begins a time of, like, All Hallow Tide, which is a time dedicated to remembering the dead. Well, as far as, like, uh, what I um, what I could find is basically uh, uh, the All Saints Day uh, celebration was also called uh, All Hallows or All Hallowmas. Um, <laughs> All Hallowmas. Yeah, right? Yeah, they're just combining shit. <laughs> uh, <laughs> they just threw Christmas yeah. and Halloween in a blender. <laughs> hey, it's yeah. All Hallowmas! Yeah, and then they uh, uh, they just combined everything, and, and then uh, All Hallows' Eve uh, eventually became Halloween. The word Halloween was from that All Hallows' yep. Eve, and then evening just, you know, E-E-E-N being sort of a abbreviation for evening. So they just crunch, crunch those two words together, and you have Halloween. So it's just a contraction of All Hallows' Eve, this, the term Halloween. Yeah. And because it was, as I mentioned about the whole Celtic and pagan connection which we'll get to that too is it was that was celebrated around october 31st and november 1st because it was around that seasonal change going into the fall and so since you know pagans were already celebrating their festival of the dead at that time christians decided to make all you know hallows eve be at that time to sort of incorporate that you know so it would kind of be heathens were already used to that so then they were converting to Christian, they could just 
absorb that. I did notice that uh, someone had mentioned it was like, yeah, they're just the Christians just come in and try to, you know, Christian up a, uh, you know, a festival of the dead and, you know, uh, just tried to throw the little Christian stuff in it. Yeah, they call I guess they call that syncretism, I guess, where one religion, usually it would be the pagan religion that already existed when they were converting them over to Christianity. They would just, since they were already, like I said, celebrating on that day, yeah. to make it, I guess, more palatable to them. They would say, okay, this isn't this isn't Samhain anymore. Now it's All Hallows Eve, and we celebrate these Christian martyrs, you know, instead of instead of your your pagan ancestors or whatnot. So you can celebrate it, but you're going to celebrate it on our terms. <laughs> That's basically what it is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they're just combining. It was like, well, okay, you're you know, uh, uh, you can do the saints. We'll do the martyrs. Actually, no, we're just going to combine everything: saints and martyrs under the you know, Christianity umbrella. And then they, they broke it down, too, into those different days where, like I said, the, uh, the, the 1st of November was, I believe, All Hallows' Eve, which, like I said, was a, a celebration for saints and martyrs, Christian saints and martyrs. And then the next day, November 2nd, was for your kin who had passed on, your Christian kin who had passed on. So they kind of, you know, since the pagans were already, as pagans, they were celebrating their kin and ancestors in that pagan light. Now, instead of just having being martyrs and, and everything, you know, now they would have a day for their Christian kin to celebrate their death, too. So, again, it's just to sort of bring in pagans into the Christian realm, basically. Yeah, one, one thing that uh, um, you mentioned November 2nd, they said it was uh, All Souls Day, or uh, basically a day to the yeah. honor of the dead. Uh, it was uh, similar to Samhain. Uh, you know, big bonfires, parades, uh, dressing up in costumes. Um, I think it was like saints, angels, devils, you know, all the hits. Frankensteins, Draculas. Yeah, you know, E.T. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> before we get any hate mail, too, I guess we ought to talk about the original pronunciation of the word. Before somebody says, you're not saying it right. Pronounce it in normal, you know, regular today's English. Looks like Sam Hain. Yeah. And might be familiar with the band, you know, Glenn Danzig's second oh, yeah. band after the Misfits. Yep. Sam Hain is spelled that way. I always pronounce it, the band, I always pronounce Sam Hain. But because I, I like folklore and, and ancient history and all that stuff, I knew that the original pronunciation, though, is Salwin. You know, for even though it looks like Sam Hain, it's Salwin. You know, you get a W and an I sound in there from somewhere. You know, yeah. It's Celtic. That's not, conf- that's not confusing at all. <laughs> no. That's how I always thought at first, because the first thing I think I was familiar with, with the word Sam Hain or whatever, was probably Halloween 2. And Donald Pleasant, like I said, pronounces it Sam Hain, like it looks. And then when the band came along, I saw that name again. And, I, and because of Halloween 2, I guess maybe I pronounced it that way. And then so for the longest time I was calling that until I heard it pronounced the correct way or whatever. That was the Celtic term for the, basically the same day, right? Like, yeah, that's that's just the Celtic term for Halloween. Samhain. Yeah, and usually the festivities festivities would start in the evening on the 31st. The actual day for Samhain or Samhain was uh, November 1st. And again, that's just that, that sort of turn of the season into fall. And at that time of year, uh, you know, things are dying. I mean, leaves and things start to change color and whatnot. Uh, so it was also known as a, a time of, I guess, uh, when the veils between our world and the land of the dead or their sin 
another way to look at it. Yeah, it's uh, basically, uh, was it they celebrated their, I'm, st- I'm sorry, the, the Celtic, we, we were talking about the, uh, the Celtics earlier. Yeah, they celebrated their new year on November 1st, and that actually marked the end of summer and the harvest and uh uh, beginning of the awful winters. But yeah, that was a time often associated with uh, death. The thing that reminds me of, you know, you guys talking about that was uh, the very first season of American Horror Story, that which they went back and called like Murder House. Oh, yeah. Basically, there were ghosts in that house or whatever. And, they, and if you went in that house, you were at their mercy. Like they could hurt you, you know, uh, these things were in there. But they basically, they couldn't come off the property, so to speak. But then they had like a Halloween episode where they could go anywhere because it was Halloween, you know, like, I guess mm-hmm. the, the, the theory, I guess like, kind of like what you're saying, like the thin veil between, you know, living and dead was kind of lifted on that day. Just kind of reminded me of that. I guess going back to like the Neolithic era, you know, the stone cemeteries and whatnot. Uh, but some of those Neolithic passage tombs in Ireland, they've uh, discovered to be in alignment with the sunrise at the time of Sam Hayne or Salwin. So at the time of Salwin, the sunrise would be coming in through the, entrance to these neolithic tombs you mentioned ireland yeah that's where the celtics i uh, think they were primarily lived um in what's now ireland uh the uk and uh northern france once we get to halloween in the u.s there's another connection there with with the irish whenever they were mass immigration from ireland to the u.s is really when halloween picked up in the u.s as far as it being widespread customs and whatnot mm-hmm. but that's getting a little bit ahead yeah. About a few years. Also, a few years, yeah. <laughs> but also literature, literature dealing with, like, Celtic and Irish mythology uh, tells us that, you know, Salon was a time when the uh, ancient burial mounds were open and they were seen as portals to the other world, like we were talking about, you know, the thin veil and whatnot. There'd be, like, gatherings, feasts, bonfires, sacrifices of animals and, in some cases, humans. Uh, the souls of uh, dead kinfolk were thought to visit their living relatives you know, seeking uh, hospitality. And so because of this, the living family members would prepare a place at the table for them and uh, at the Sam Hain meal or the Salwin meal. It's kind of, uh, I mean, there's there's been a lot of conclusions drawn, theories, I guess, trying to tie some of these ancient pagan celebrations to, like, customs of trick-or-treating and whatnot. Some of those are a little bit like grasping at straws, maybe, you know, because I guess some, some people would, Don like straw outfits, straw costumes, almost like scarecrows at these uh, Sam Hain festivals that they it's believed to be put on other, I guess, costumes of a nature. But it wasn't that they were trying to be scary figures or anything. Or it, it just had to do with that connection between the living and the dead world, I guess. And sacrificial uh, celebration and saying Beetlejuice yeah, three times and all that. <laughs> Yeah, you know, uh, something as as far as, like, uh, handing out candy, uh, you know, you think about the uh, what is uh, technically, I guess, thought of as a more modern correlation between Halloween, but something that they did, you know, way back when, uh, like we were just talking about with the Celtics, you know, after wearing the costumes of, like, animal heads, skins, um, they attempted to tell each other's fortunes. Uh, So I guess... uh, uh, that would sort of like be a gift uh, to them, uh, to each other, or you know. Uh, so I mean, I'm not saying that's where it came from, but it could be like, well, you know, here's celebration and you know, gifts. Somehow the gifts turns into you know, fun-sized Snicker bars. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's funny you mentioned that too, because like a lot of people have tried to draw conclusions that way with some with all the traditions of Halloween, trying to trace every one of them back to those Celtic uh, practices during Samhain. And yeah, some of them are like, oh yeah, I can see that, and others you're kind of like, well, it's kind of a stretch. Kind of like um, this is a this is a just off topic, but kind of. What is the worst thing you can remember getting for Halloween? Probably those f- fake vampire teeth. <laughs> you know, like when you just when you're just wanting chocolate, man, and then somebody, yeah. somebody, uh, or or the douchebag that throws in the toothpaste or something. You know, I was about to say the toothpaste was either yeah toothbrush and toothpaste. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 My one of our uh, neighbors gave me a, a fucking ear of corn. <laughs> <laughs> Never forget that. Well, that's that's traditional. That's pretty traditional there. Yeah, <laughs> fucking ear of corn. I was like, the fuck is this? Yeah. Yeah, you don't, I was like eight. You, yeah, when you're eight, you don't care about fucking old traditions <laughs> of the harvest. You just want some damn three musketeers or something. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'll never forget that. Yeah. Well, what what's the conclusion there, though, Smoke? Like from your research or what you've read about, as far as like, where does the candy come in? Is that is that where the, well, the yeah, that actually there is well. Maybe not candy per se yet, but as far as uh, sweet cakes, pastries, and things of that nature, uh, it was around the 16th century. At least that's where it might have might have come into play a little bit before that. But as far as written word, it's uh, we go to the 16th century where they talk about uh, and also maybe trick or treating and costumes and things of that nature too. So very, and that's in various parts of Europe we're talking about now at this point. Yeah, yeah. It was uh, recorded in like Scotland at Halloween in 1895 that children would dress up in costumes carrying lanterns made from turnips. Turnip. Turnips are actually the traditional European version of jack-o'-lanterns. They didn't do pumpkins back then, at least not in Europe yet. I mean, yes, yeah, not yet at that time. Uh, light up the old turnip. <laughs> yeah, they would scoop out turnips and make jack-o'-lanterns out of them. Now, there, there's nothing saying I that I could find whether they were actually carving skeletal, you know, faces and things like that into the turnips the way we know of Halloween later on in North America. Uh, I couldn't find anything on that necessarily, but they were carving out, scooping out turnips and putting candles in them as jack-o'-lanterns. Must be some big-ass turnips, because like, yeah, like, I, I don't think yeah, turnips are yeah. even close to the size of a pumpkin, are they? Not, I don't know about over there at that time. I don't know. And I think what I was trying to find, what I've heard, but I haven't been able to get any concrete information from for this particular show, but what I'd heard in the past was that the, the pumpkin thing versus the turnip thing was in Europe, pumpkins where where this was happening in Scotland and Ireland and those places, pumpkins weren't as prevalent as turnips were. And over here in the U.S., for the tradition, turnips, or at least turnips of that size, weren't plentiful either, but pumpkins were plentiful. And then they were easy to scoop out and carve. So that became the tradition, at least here in North America, with pumpkins now. Later in Europe, that might have influenced the European traditions to where they use jack-o'-lanterns made out of pumpkins now, too, in some place, you know, many places over there. But I tried to find that, and I could not find any concrete evidence of that as far as the pumpkins growing more so in North America than in these areas of Europe. Yeah, so maybe it just kind of got twisted and shaped as to where you were in the world. I guess maybe yeah. is the conclusion. Like, well, here they don't have that, but they've got... They've got turnips, but over here they got pumpkins. You know, whatever, right? So it maybe yeah, just over the years. Were, just kind uh, of... I, I've never tried it myself, <laughs> but turnips I've heard were very hard to scoop out. I mean, they're a hard. Yeah, like pumpkin. I mean, pumpkins are soft on the inside, easy to scoop. And yeah. uh, it, it, maybe that it was maybe they started using turnips here in North America, and they just realized that 
this is a pain in the ass, and we got these plentiful <laughs> pumpkins, and they're easy to scoop, so, and they look cooler too. <laughs> I mean, okay. to me, like a turnip is like kind of like a a weird cousin of onions and potatoes or something, you know? Like yeah. it's not something yeah. I'd think to carve out. <laughs> but like I said, I guess you just yeah. do what, do with what you can with what you have. But yeah, and also they would visit homes in these this recorded thing, like I said, back in the 16th century or so, would uh, visit homes and be rewarded with cakes, fruits, or or money, coins. A lot of times that would have been cool. I didn't ever get any money. I don't know if y'all got any money for Halloween, but I didn't get I money got from what McDonald's coupons. <laughs> yeah, every once in a while you get like the Wendy's frosty coupons or something. <laughs> yeah, still still better than toothpaste and a toothbrush. Like an ear of corn. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you got you got us all beat there. I don't think anyone has got an ear of corn. I cursed that old man for decades. <laughs> still to this day. <laughs> I hold a Halloween corn. grudge. <laughs> the Halloween grudge. Yeah. Oh yeah. Did you did you? Did you trick his house in? Did you like throw TP or something? Oh, like no. Or no. Well, he was a farmer. So. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh, okay, now we're getting to the root of it. He's just being a cheap ass. He's not, yeah. he's not, <laughs> he's like, not yeah, being okay. a traditionalist. He's just being cheap. No. <laughs> Fuck, he just I, went to the back 40 and grabbed a ear. Yeah, yeah. And, yeah. Fuck, I, didn't, I forgot the candy. Honey, go pick some corn. <laughs> Here's some candy corn. No, fucking. Fuck that. Honestly, I'd rather have the ear of corn than that nasty candy corn oh yeah straight up i'd rather have that circus peanuts (laughs) that's that's a whole separate conversation between good and bad candies but it's time to refresh for your convenience we have an attractive refreshment stand with a parade of items to tempt your taste hot buttered popcorn golden good and fresh from the popper your favorite candies wholesome and rich and full of flavor ice cream and other good things to eat plus ice cold coca-cola so bright so bracing with a taste and tingle all its own so basically like uh, that's where it started with the celtic stuff and all that and then like uh, how does it basically become uh, when when does the change happened and then comes to America and whatnot. To go back a little bit, one other thing we need to bring in here, because it's kind of important with, with modern Halloween traditions, too. Didn't come, there's another thing that came from the pagan era, but not from the Celts, or at least it did end up meshing with some of the Celtic beliefs, but it was the Romans. Uh, the Romans, when they invaded Britain, uh, they brought with them, uh, I don't know if you heard of the goddess Pomona. Uh, yeah. She was a goddess of harvest, and, and her one of her main symbols is the apple. When they invaded Britain, and kind of mixed with some of the Celt tradition. Tradition of bobbing for apples comes from that. Yeah. You Traditionally, it's supposed to be unmarried people bobbing for the apples. And the first one to bite the apple would be the next one to get married. So by this point, you're like, you're all, all kinds of cultures are getting mixed together. Oh, yeah. With the Roman Empire and everything. That eventually influences Europe and uh, at least to more uh, medieval times, right? Slightly more modern. Yeah, we kind of back and forth a little bit i went a little bit forward but and then went back with the roman thing but yeah that the old roman and celt traditions and beliefs mixing with coming up on into that six you know 15th 16th century costume tradition so they just put on an extra piece of burlap and then call it <laughs> yeah that that was uh, that was today <laughs> yeah sort of like communing with their you know with again that that but the, the thing of the whole thin veil is very much prevalent from all areas of paganism to christianity and everything everything dealing with the dead and, and being able to kind of communicate with the dead 
around Halloween or Samhain or whatever has been a prevalent theme from the beginning. Uh, then, like you're saying, that once you get to the more, I guess, modern customs in America, anyways, whenever yeah, I think it was Canada first, the first written thing of of like uh, costuming and trick or treating, they called it well for for you know, dressing up. They called it guising. It comes from disguising, and it was written in like a newspaper article. That was 1911, actually. Uh, in America, there was a historian who wrote a book called the uh, uh, the Book of Halloween. Edna Kelly, uh, Ruth Edna Kelly, and in that one of the chapters in there, there's a reference to souling. You know, soul, like your soul, souling. What that basically meant was AKA trick or treating. And uh, there was a chapter in there called Halloween in America. And in that chapter, she talks about Halloween customs that uh, came to America from Europe. She says, uh, Americans have fostered them and are making this an occasion something like what it must have been in its uh, best days overseas. Uh, all Halloween customs in the United States are borrowed directly or adapted from those of other countries. What do you mean by that? Is just Everything came over from Europe, you know, transformed into what we have today as the modern customs of trick-or-treating kids. If you didn't get the treat, then you would perform a trick, whether that's TP in somebody's house later on, or I don't know what the treat, tricks would have been back in the 30s. So, Donnie, what did you do when the old man gave you an ear of corn? I was, <laughs> I, I just fit, like, it's like my, my pillowcase just got, just gained yeah. two pounds immediately. <laughs> I'm just like, the fuck was that? <laughs> I'm like, man, he, he must have gave me one like, of those giant. I look down and there's this like, hairy piece of corn, and I'm just like, the fuck. <laughs> so what I'm uh, what I'm getting at is, did you go uh, egg his house or? Uh, oh no, it? I was eight years old. I mean, I, <laughs> I just ate the corn. I, just, I, <laughs> I mean, I guess we ate, we either ate the corn or we threw it in the yard. <laughs> and I was just like. How was this? In, much, no, in no, keeping I, in Celtic I traditions, I just do it in year. Yeah, I never went back to his house. I'm like, that guy gives the worst shit. <laughs> so probably when, get a can of beans the next time. So when did trick-or-treating become prevalent here in the U.S.? I mean, it seems to me it was like sometime in the early 1900s, right? And it said the act of trick-or-treating, although it didn't become widespread in North America until the 1930s, so basically between World War One before World War II, the, the costumes of, you know, kids getting dressed up and carving jack-o'-lanterns or parents helping them carve jack-o'-lanterns, going around neighborhoods trick-or-treating, that was into the 30s. So what we would maybe recognize as the modern incarnation of Halloween would probably be during that time in the 30s is when that developed. So where do we, so we've basically established where it came from, uh, what it kind of morphed into, and the traditions have kind of been flipped and flopped and twisted over the years to kind of become what it is today what we know here in in the year 2021 is halloween and trick-or-treating and everything where does the connection come with like film and television you know to kind of keep with the theme of what we usually talk about here well we'll start with the beginning there wasn't a whole lot of movies it was surprisingly you would think that with horror movies that halloween would be a natural fit and there'd be a ton of halloween related horror movies before we ever get to 1978 halloween but this wasn't the case for some reason. In fact, there was never any feature-length film that had the word Halloween in the title until 1978, Halloween. Yeah, mm. I think we talked about that. Maybe it was when we did, you know, yeah. the, the Halloween, Halloween, you know, the one that came out a few years ago that about the fact that, like, what are the odds that throughout the history of, you know, film, from silent film all the way to 1978, that not one had something to do directly with the term Halloween in it. Yep. I mean, we'll, we'll get to a few that I have in here that are like short films or this or that. Or what about, but I mean, feature-length movies 
whether they be horror or not horror, it had the word Halloween somewhere in the title, or even even movies that were it used Halloween as the prime subject of the movie. None, there were none of those either. There was a lot that are set around Halloween or mentioned Halloween or something of that nature, but none that actually took Halloween as the central theme or had the word Halloween in the title until yeah, 1978. That's crazy. So the first movie that I could come across that uh, I guess had a mention of, and again, anybody out there, feel free to you know message us on Facebook or put a comment on the YouTube video if you know of any earlier ones. Oh, also, well, 1966. Now we're going to go back before that, but I want to mention that. Uh, Halloween, like I said, as being a primary plot in a movie prior to 1978, there actually is one that's not a movie necessarily, though it's a TV special, and it's uh, the 1966 It's the Great Pumpkin, Charlie Brown. Okay, yeah. The mm. only other movie that yeah. had Halloween as its primary subject before Halloween in 1978. But for movies that were set around Halloween, or at least used some of the atmosphere of Halloween, uh, we can trace it all the way back to 1914 in the film The Three of Us. So there's a scene in that movie uh, involving a Halloween dance. Actually, uh, Stephen King went on went on record and said that the um, it's the Great Pumpkin. Uh, Charlie Brown was actually scarier than uh, Maximum Overdrive. <laughs> <laughs> He's not wrong. <laughs> And he uh, was also coked out of his mind. Yeah, <laughs> yeah and he blatantly lied to us then when he said he was going to scare the hell out of us. Well, maybe he, maybe he, was gonna, he didn't say what he was going to scare the hell out of us with. He didn't, he didn't right. mention that Master Overdrive was going to do that. It could have been his you know, cocaine binge in that no. trailer. <laughs> I just had to insert that in. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I digress, though. We went, we're going off in another direction. Yeah, that's yeah. hilarious. So, yeah, that movie, 1914, the three of us had a... a scene set at a Halloween dance. That's as far as that movie went into the Halloween. That would be around that time of year. Uh, in 1918, the film The Way of a Man with a Maid also featured a Halloween party. Again, just some incidental Halloween party thrown in the movie. France sets her clothes on fire while, or I'm sorry, the actress Herminia France sets her clothes on fire while preparing a jack-o'-lantern in the movie Do the Dead Talk. It's still not a full-on Halloween theme. At least there's a jack-o'-lantern in it. Catching somebody's clothes on fire, even though it's not a horror movie. Then we come to 1922. We got uh, a mystery comedy. It's called At the Sign of the Jack-o'-lantern, which is a very cool title. It's an awesome title, even though it's... But unfortunately, it's not what you might would think it would be with that title. It's just a, like I said, a little mystery comedy. It used Halloween as a background and also featured a haunted house. Uh, so then we come to 1927. Again, we're still in the silent era. And again, we're dealing with melodramas. There was a crime melodrama called Cheaters. It was also set around Halloween and featured a Halloween party, once again. Now, though, we come to 1929, and this is one I know you're probably familiar with. Disney made a short animated film called Skeleton Dance. Oh, yeah. That movie's technically never references Halloween. doesn't have any jack-o'-lanterns in it, but it's, all the other imagery in that movie is 100% Halloween. I mean, you got, like, this, by the title, you got skeletons dancing in the graveyard. you got black cats, owls, bats all those trappings of Halloween, except for a jack-o'-lantern, except for the actual mention of it being Halloween. In 1931, Halloween was actually, now, you know, we mentioned that no movie had used the word, uh, the word Halloween in the title. But in 1931, there was an animated short film that was called Halloween. Uh, and it was, but it was a, it was starred like a popular cartoon character at the time called Toby the Pup. Now, I don't know anything about Toby the Pup. <laughs> I mean, I did the short and it looks more like, well, Toby the Pup reminds me of Felix the Cat. Mm-hmm. It's like somebody, they said, hey, we got, there's Felix the Cat. What can we do to make a dog? Let's take Toby the Pup. 
That's kind of what it's like. To me. But I guess he was a popular character at the time. But at least, here we go. We, we finally had the word Halloween in the title. And that's, to my knowledge, that's the first time that the word Halloween was thrown into the title of any short animated film, whatever. Two years later, rather, it was 1933, uh, there was another animated short called Betty Boop's Halloween Party. That was, was directed by Dave Fleischer and features the It's got a lot of Halloween-inspired imagery. Again, much like the skeleton dance. We'll go to uh, 1936. The film Pennies from Heaven. That that movie has a musical number. Well, this is basically a musical-type movie. It has a musical number by Louis Armstrong called uh, Skeleton in the Closet, uh, which fe- features you know Louis Armstrong singing this song about skeletons in a very Halloween style and uh there's people dressed as dancing halloween skeletons in the in the music in the scene he's singing the song in so 1937 you have a movie called boy of the street and that starred jackie cooper basically that movie just halloween is mentioned in passing because <laughs> it just happens to be set around that time nothing big there and then uh 1939 the movie called boyfriend which featured uh J- actress jane withers uh Spending all Hallow's Eve in a nightclub. Uh, see, well, now we'll come to 1940. Uh, there was a short film called Holiday Highlight, and it featured the commercialization of the holiday with a witch, you know, towing an advertising banner behind a broomstick, like a <laughs> Halloween advertising <laughs> banner. <laughs> and now you're getting a little bit of. This is the first uh, that we've got of commercializing Halloween. And then we come to 1944. You might have heard of these film adaptation of Arsenic and Old Lace. Oh yeah, yeah, I've seen that one. That takes place in Brooklyn on Halloween. That's a great movie. So, yeah, that is great. It's based on, a, I believe, a play, I believe it is, right? Probably. And uh, even though the theme of Halloween is not the focal point of the movie, though, it's still, it was the first time that the bulk of a feature-length movie takes place entirely around the time of Halloween. But here's another movie from 1944 called Meet Me in St. Louis. features child star Margaret O'Brien being initiated into the ancient ritual mysteries of Halloween uh, during one of the scenes in the movie. Now we come to the really one of the big ones. Well, at least I think it's one of the big ones, and it's one of the movies, even though it's 1949 when it originally came out, this is still a Halloween staple to this day and one that I saw every Halloween when I was a kid. So it's an animated adaptation of Washington Irving's The Legend of Sleepy Hollow by Disney. That's one of the ones I try to watch every Halloween. And that, and really, Disney did a great job of that, because really, this, this story, Washington Irving's story, Legend of Sleepy Hollow, does not even take place around Halloween doesn't really have Halloween as a theme in any way. And even the, the Headless Horseman's head in the story is a pumpkin. It's not a jack-o'-lantern. It's just a solid pumpkin. So uh, what Disney did was they basically added the theme of Halloween to the story. You know, they're, they're the ones that, you know, took the jack-o'-lantern or took the pumpkin head of the Headless Horseman and made it a jack-o'-lantern. Now, one thing we, I didn't mention too early when we were talking about that, the reason why you had Halloween going on in Europe more so you would think, okay, when every, when, the, when everybody, the settlers, came over to North America, wouldn't they bring those Halloween traditions with them, and wouldn't it have started back then? But no, it didn't, because people that were coming over here, as far as religious, escaping religious persecution and whatnot, they were, that, that All Hallows' Eve is a Catholic thing. And most, most, I don't know what the percentage of, but most of the people that were coming over here were escaping that Catholicism. They were Lutherans or this or that other religious or puritans or whatever and they did not they did not want to bring anything catholic with them and they saw halloween all hallows eve all saints or whatever they saw that as catholic and so they did not celebrate anything to do with it and that's why you didn't hear about halloween popping back up until like i said before a lot of these irish immigrants 
started coming over in, in droves from Ireland, you know, escaping the potato famine and all that, and brought those customs, because a lot of the Irish are Catholic, they brought those customs with them, and that's why it kind of spread out again. You know, what happened when you got over here to Salem, you had the witch trials in Salem that there hadn't been witch trials in Europe for a good while before, but when they came over here, you know, they because of that Puritanism, that's another, and again, another thing why Halloween didn't spread, because, I mean, they were they were still hanging witches and everything over here Salem at that time, so they you think they're going to be celebrating Halloween? I don't think so. <laughs> So after we had uh, Legend of Sleepy Hollow, the Disney classic, uh, what were some other highlights before we get, you know, we, before we wrap it up here with Halloween? Also from Disney, though, in 1952, we get Trick or Treat, not to be confused with uh, the heavy metal Trick or Treat or the Trick or Treat. Or Treats or Treats. Yet another Trick or Treat thrown into the, to the uh, bag here. And it's, uh, but it's a uh, 1952 and it's Disney short. Uh, it's Halloween-based, of course, musical, and it stars uh, Donald Duck's nephews, Huey, Dewey, and Louie. Uh, that particular short film, though, it played in theaters. You know how they, in, back then they used to play little shorts before the movie started, animated shorts, newsreels, and things of that nature? Oh, yeah, I remember that one. So that's really, other than, now, that's without, I mean, we could, we'd make this go on and on and on forever if we were to mention every TV special that had a Halloween episode or whatever so, Really, though, that, that brings us up to the point of 1978 Halloween, as far as movies are concerned. Uh, there might be a few that somebody could find out there that, again, that maybe something gets set around a Halloween party or this or that. Or I mean, There's a ton of, again, TV specials that would have uh, referenced Halloween. Because at this point in the 50s now, you know, Halloween is everywhere. All across the U.S., Canada, North America, Europe, is uh, this commercialized view of Halloween of, of you know, seeing commercials on tv for masks and candy and all and all that so yeah at this point it's, it's huge and, and like you said there'd be some halloween special for every tv show like even even the monsters and adam's family had halloween episodes you know like oh, it, yeah. it, it was prevalent by that well, point but. and stuff or whatever you know <laughs> even any nothing even not at all horror related would uh would have halloween specials as well and any even some things that weren't you know, some things that I don't, I can't remember if this, if I know this from Halloween in the 70s, or if it's just because it kind of is horror related that I, I equate it with Halloween, but uh, the Mad Monster Party. Yeah. You know, that uh, made it, what do you call it, like Claymation, that is made by, I think, the same people that made the Rudolph. Yeah, I think it was like Rankin, Rankin and Bass, I think, right? Yeah, Rankin and Bass. Yeah. I used to always equate that with Halloween, and but when I looked it up originally, it's been a while back now when I looked it up. It never aired on Halloween, or at least it didn't originally air on Halloween. It aired at some weird time in the summer or, or sometime. Hmm. Sometimes you, you wouldn't have even... But even though they don't mention Halloween in it, it's you know it's Rankin and Bass, and it's got monsters, so you would think Rankin and Bass, Rudolph, and all the other holiday movies, that you would think this would have been a Halloween one, but it wasn't. I mean, I would add that to the list, though, even though it doesn't mention Halloween. It is one that I... It's a custom of mine to watch that. I don't necessarily see it every Halloween, but... Maybe every other Halloween. Well, I'd say going up to John Carpenter's Halloween in, in uh, 1978, that's probably a good place to stop because we will get to that one day. That's one of those main event uh, type of movies, and we don't want to go too far into that. And, of course, there's still plenty of other things that we left out here, plenty more uh, special, you know, Halloween specials and movies and stuff to talk about, even past 1978. I guess that's kind of a good place to stop for you know for this and put a pin in it there and maybe we'll pick this conversation maybe not necessarily this conversation but go a little bit deeper past that and into other things next year 
uh, because we got a lot of other big things planned uh, coming up to you know here into October. We just wanted to kind of whet your appetite with a deep dive into the how we got here, the origins of Halloween, the history of it, uh, you know, in film and television and everything. And uh, uh, we want to thank Smoke for doing a lot of the heavy lifting on this one. Uh, it, it was a it's an interesting deep dive episode for sure. Don't forget next week we will have uh, episode 75. So it's kind of a somewhat of an anniversary episode, really. I never thought we'd make it to episode 25, much less episode 75, right? <laughs> so there there is that to uh, to celebrate. But we're going to be doing our next movie review episode where we're going to be talking about Caveat from 2020. The brief IMDb synopsis on that is a lone drifter suffering from partial memory loss accepts a job to look after a psychologically troubled woman in an abandoned house on an isolated island. Uh, like we pointed out before, none of us have seen this one. I think, Smoke, you started watching it but didn't finish it. So uh, this will be a yeah. new a new watch for all of us. And then after that, though, we'll be diving deep into October. And I'll just go ahead and give you a, 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 a tease. The next episode after that, episode 76, is going to be the 2021 Spook Show Awards. So it's the first time we've ever had an award show. So go ahead and go to your tux rental place and uh, <laughs> go ahead and get your finest duds lined up. Get your clothes ironed and uh, take them to the dry cleaners and get ready for the big award ceremony on, <laughs> on October 4th. That's uh, episode 76. So that'll be our big kickoff to the big month of October as an awards uh, special. I guess that's where we'll uh, stop this for now. And then, uh, like I said, come back next week for caveat. So for uh, Will, of course, who couldn't be with us, Donnie and the Professor Smoke, I'm Josh. We are the All-American Spook Show Horror Podcast. And come back next week.